0: Back into it. It's hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Let's talk some big red football. Matt Verzil is with us. At Verz 51, Pizza Man with Paisons. And, of course, host of Husker Hangover. Verz, you're on the move. What what's, uh, what's going on with you on a Tuesday? Thanks for the time.
1: Get about a half an hour break a day. So... I'm going to run home and take care of a couple of things and then head back to work.
0: Look at you. You're making the roadie home uh, to stop in. I like it. Verza, I want to get your reaction. You're around uh, high school kids as, as a coach at Scott. Uh, you do awesome work with kids training them. Uh, as well, and uh, you're just uh, pretty big in the community. And you're also a former Husker, and uh, you've, uh, you've seen kids come and go uh, in recruiting classes and on rosters. What's your reaction to the Raiola uh, announcement yesterday? You know, Dom and the family pretty well, and uh, a, a big get for Nebraska, and, and quite a bit of, of national love for Nebraska right now with this announcement.
1: It, uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, after a while, right, Nebraska struggled for a long time to what to, seems to do anything right. And people will say it's this position or it's that position or, or, or whatever, but to have a, a legacy that, that gets it, you know, you got a couple of them in this recruiting class that they get it, they know what Nebraska can be about, they know, the experience that their fathers had, that their families have had through it. It's a lot to say about the culture that they're building and, and the things like you're selling a vision right now. Like You're not selling a bowl game. You're not selling a CFP opportunity. You're, you're selling hope. And to have two kids that are legacy kids both want to be a part of it, that's, that's a really cool thing. And, and tip of the cap to Coach Rule and his staff for getting that across. And, you know, now everything amps up. And, and when you get somebody that's, you know, really took a chance on Nebraska, by catching some hell on the interwebs for it, but he's good with his decision. Hopefully tomorrow when they sign the papers and, and away we'll go. But, yeah, it, it really speaks to the to the vision they have and the ability that they have to convey that to kids.
0: Matt Verzel's with us, and you are right about the, the legacy. I think five or six kids from former Huskers are a part of this 2024 20, class from Neil Smith to, to Sam Cook's son. Of course, uh, Caleb Benning, the the standout at Westside, Damon's boy. And uh, you, you mentioned Raiola and, of course, Kenny Clark's son. This is really cool. What's that mean to you as a former Husker? A lot of your former teammates are sending their kids uh, to uh, to go play ball at, uh, at your alma mater.
1: All moves are old. And, you know... <laughs> Uh, and fertile, I guess. They're able to reproduce. Um, it just, it, it means that there's a lot of, of respect and and admiration from father to son. That it's like, hey, we got to go back and do this. You know, and I, I doubt that conversation has happened consciously. Mm-hmm. But the, the dad's probably, know. hey, my kid can help in this process. My kid can help get it back to what it once was. And that's that's a lot, you know. they all had other opportunities to go other places, but you know they're gonna take a gamble too. So they know what it's about. They know what it can be, and, and they're they're you know shipping their sons off to give her hell see what happens.
2: Matt, do you think that added pressure of of going to Nebraska and oh my dad was a, a national champ or my dad was a a big eight champ, my dad was a Rose Bowl champ is that added pressure on a kid a, a good thing or a bad thing in your opinion?
1: Pressure. I don't think people have enough pressure in their life. I think people live too easy. Like there, there's, there should be pressure in, in every phase of your life to do good. And we've we've put too many crutches out there like, oh, I, I had to do this and I got so anxious and I, was anxious and I didn't know what to do. Well, here's what you do. You deal with it and you figure out how to fix it and you figure out how to do it. Pressure, we, we take too much pressure off of people. We need to put pressure on people. Pressure, as Damon famously says, pressure busts pipes or make diamonds. I mean, it's it's one of the two. It's okay if you go out and, and the pressure busts the pipe. Now you go back and fix the pipe and then assume that role of, of being under pressure again. I think it speaks a lot. My, my great friends are the people that I value in my life are the ones I can know in a pressure situation. I can call them there to show up and do things. And that's, that's something I'd There is no pressure, but I I think we need to to accept that. So Yeah, we should feel it. We should all feel it. We as a fan base should feel it. We as a board of regents should feel it. We as an athletic director should feel it. as a coach should feel it. Players, everybody. But that's a good thing. It's good to have pressure.
0: At what point in your career did you, or maybe it was early in your football career, but just walk me through the... The managing, handling, growing from pressure?
1: Um, I had an opportunity when I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. Got to play at Grand Island Senior High School, the Grand Island Senior High School under the great Kenny Fisher. And um, we were practicing. So, so the world was different then, right? Mm-hmm. So in Grand Island at that time, we had polyester, mustard yellow, Pants and bright yellow jerseys. That's what all the sophomores practiced in. You didn't fit in or you didn't get to go pick your number. And we're at our own practice field, so we're practicing away, and Coach Fisher started to walk toward our field. And he came up, and we're all you know, puckered butthole. We're nervous. We don't know what we've done wrong. And he looks, and my nickname at the time was Fat Kid. And he said, hey, Fat Kid. I was like, yes, sir. So you're practicing with us now. And so I got pulled up to the varsity to practice. And that was pressure. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Because they all wanted to kill me. <laughs> they, all, they all wanted a shot at me. They wanted to end me being out there at all. But I had to accept that challenge and, and go at it and deal with it. And and I liked it. Because I said, okay, I'm going to prove to you guys I should be here. I'm going to prove that... that I can hit you that Fat Kid is going to be okay. You can do what you want to do, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to go at it again. And then as it progressed on, then you earned their respect and their trust, and then that's kind of how that went. But, yeah, pressure, that would be my first, like, real pressure-packed football moment. And it was. I'll never forget it.
0: Did they keep calling you Fat Kid or did they start calling you Sir? Eventually.
1: So, nobody, it, it's transitioned to verse pretty quick. Uh, Coach Fisher was really the only one that called me fat kid. That oh. happened when in our conditioning, I was not in condition. <laughs> My sophomore we were running last at the end, and I fell down and might have talked to, to Ralph without the big white phone. And <laughs> Coach Fisher said, Somebody better dial 9 11 and get the fat kid off the field.
2: So that was where Fat Kid came from. <laughs> See, I, I'd like to thank Dave Leader, Coach Leader. As, oh, as Co- Coach Leader? Oh, yeah. Every single lineman to him was Fat Kid. So uh, I'd like to thank him. <laughs> that was a pretty pretty common experience for those of us that went to Southeast and played on the O-line.
0: I love you guys. At least you got called Fat Kid. I was asthma boy. So I mean. <laughs> Wheezy. Uh, Matt Verzels with us. Hail Varsity Radio, at Verz51 on Twitter. So I, I want to get your thought to Verz on the, the comparison that a lot of Nebraska fans have made with Tommy Frazier, the moment he came to Lincoln, and then this heir apparent, this opportunity, this five-star in Dylan Raiola, not fair for, for Dylan, uh, but the talking points are out there about, okay, is this is this a program-changing get for Nebraska? Time will tell. What do you remember about your boy T. Fridge coming in?
1: D. Fresh coming in was pretty fun. Um, he uh, <laughs> he, uh, he just taught me, man. I mean, you, you the awesome part about a locker room, okay, is you have all these people from all over the country, and they jam you into this small, dank, stank at the time North locker room, and we're all you know from successful programs and we all think we're the dude and you come in <laughs> and you're just like, what are we doing here? But eventually ever, you get to learn each other. Tommy was, Tommy's defenses always were up. Like, trusted very few people. Mm-hmm. So you had to, to learn, like, hey, I've got to earn this guy's trust and it's going to be harder than everybody else. Uh, talked real fast, was crazy, crazy athletic and we knew he was on a different path than the rest of us, but he was just a Once you got him, got the defenses down, he's still one of my great friends today. I still see him at Pisons, but you knew at the time he had, he had it and, and you knew he was different and you knew things from leadership. He feared no one. You know, you had a bunch of monsters on defense. He would talk crazy to all of them. You had a bunch of big dudes in front of him that played offensive line. If they missed a block, he was, he was two knuckle deep in it. I mean, he had no fear of anybody. And they respected that about him. And so it just was a was a thing that he knew he was surrounded by people that could could number one protect him on the offensive line but then keep him in games on the defence number two. And he knew that quickly. Like he knew what he was a part of. And then he just had to make sure that he was living up to standard and doing everything he could to win. And and he accepted that. And it was it was cool. It was really cool to when you get old you like recognize it. When you're young, you're like this dude is nuts. Like somebody is going to kill him. Like this is going to go terribly wrong. But as it evolved and it and it went through, it was it's really really a cool thing. He's still that way today. He trusts very few people. I feel blessed to be one of the trusted, <laughs> one of the few that are trusted. But yeah, he's my guy. And he's a he's a good guy.
2: A guy like that that comes into a football program and it is different is highly touted. Do they have a, a tougher time whenever you know you're trying to get in with the team? You're trying to get acclimated. Practice starts. Do they have a tougher time? Do the older guys tend to, uh, tend, to tend to give him a hard time because of that acclaim that they come in with?
1: He didn't give two s's, and I'm guessing just from what I've seen of Mister Rail, he could give. He, he probably ran out of f's to give a long time ago. About if they if they wanted to if want to accept him or want to give him a hard time or not. The thing, though, too, that probably great players like that will extract is that now they know, okay, I don't have to be perfect in everything I do. I can make a mistake because he's going to help me, but I have to also be there to help him. So I have to step my game up, and I have to be better than I've been before to do that. So that, that was the thing where great you – know, they say iron sharpens iron. Greatness creates greatness. You get in these, these game-changing people – Everybody else now has to step up their game. And you don't have to go light years ahead. You just have to be better than you were the day before. If you view it as that thing every day, now you can get things to change in in your mind. Like we've talked about that on here, talked about it on other radio stations. You've got to get your brain rewired that, that you are destined for greatness, that you are destined to be a champion, that you are destined to win. I think Nebraska has struggled with that in the past.
0: Matt Verzels with us, Hale Varsity Radio at Vers Fifty One on Twitter. Husker Hangover is where you hear him, and Vers will wrap up with this. And it's awesome to, to get your take on things. Just in-state talent, a lot of in-state kids. We we touched on a little bit earlier, but you get to see it on uh, the Friday Night Lights portion of things. Coaching, you also get to uh, to to mentor them uh, with uh, with Warren, uh, Steve Warren, and the Warren Academy. Tell me about. The jump of of Nebraska kids, or just in-state ability, has it always been there? Or have you seen a constant uptick here the last several years? Give me your viewpoint.
1: I don't. I don't think. I think the talent is always there. Okay. Okay. I, I had the chance. It's funny. Right before I got on, on the phone with you guys, four or five of the guys that I've worked with in the off season that are all playing at colleges stopped in to have a couple slices shoot the breeze, you know, tell some lies. But the talent has always been there, okay? The finite eye to see it and see what it can end up as has been lacking for decades. Um, One of the the things that that the Vanny and, and Osborne, Solich, don't get enough credit for is they could go to a Nebraska high school or Kansas or Iowa or wherever into that high school they could see a kid that may be currently a tight end and they could see in three years, two years, however many years, that kid will be an all-conference guard. That kid will be an all-conference center. I've just got to figure out how to sell that to him, that this is in his best interest. So, you know, the way they evaluated, Taneper and Young were great at it as well. Honestly, the vast majority of the staff was, they could find guys that didn't fit the mold of what somebody else was looking for, but they knew through their strength and conditioning, through their agility training, through their nutrition training what what that person could be. And more times than not they they hit you know they were they were really good at it, and they did a great job of it. So that eye to what the talent of the state of Nebraska is has been gone for for quite a while. so to see some of the chances that they're taking on these Nebraska kids that may not have 15 stars but can just play football that's a good sign to me that they're, they they feel comfortable in their evaluation of kids but it's also why they press so hard to get the kid to come to their camp it's not cuz they want to get 50 bucks or 100 bucks from you it, it, parents out there if they're inviting you they want to see your kid in action so there's an interest there so they want to see what your kid is flesh, and bone, and then they can evaluate, because sometimes the tape is hard, because you don't know the, the level of the talent they're playing against, right? If I can get you to camp, much the way Osborne, Devaney, it's did, if I can get you to camp, I can see with my own eyes, now I have, I'm have i better informed and I can make my, my decision.
0: Matt Verzil with his at Verz51 on Twitter. Uh, and Verz, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family. Thanks for giving us a few minutes and talking some ball.
1: Yeah, boys, have a good Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners as well.